Welcome to Ash and Does Remember, a geeky, nerdy, awesome podcast by millennials for, well, anyone who remembers the geeky golden days of the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s. Hosted by Ash Price and Dezo Gorman. Produced by Teresa Dua. Hello, and welcome to Ash and Des Remembers with me, Ash Price. And me, Des O'Gorman. And we are joined by our producer, Teresa Dewar, who may or may not say things during the show we don't know yet. We, we don't know. I mean, she can say something if she wants to. I mean, it's... Yeah. I mean, if anything, it's going to be her editing this. So if she wants to say something, she could easily just take it out afterwards. Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm just getting a little annoyed with Audacity because it keeps changing the, the recording <laughs> levels. Um, in my day, we would record onto a CD. Well, I don't know. On, onto a record. CD? We'd onto an audio cassette. We'd have the little audio there cassette player. And we'd just kind of speak into it. And I'm, I realize that the action I'm doing to demonstrate speaking into a CD player... Um, if we do put these episodes on YouTube with the videos, then that's going to be an interesting position. Uh, if, if if you're just listening to the audio, then um, maybe not. See, we're, we're part of the special generation that would have to try and record songs off the radio and then pinpoint accurately pause the tape to stop the DJ from kicking in. I used to do that every Sunday night. Yeah, um, it was... It was the Pepsi chart. Oh my god! Oh, back in the day, what? I'm actually surprised it wasn't sponsored by Virgin Music. Oh, god. Yeah, <laughs> do you remember that was a thing? <laughs> yeah. Do you remember? Do you remember Virgin Megastores? Oh my god! I used to love going into a Virgin Megastore to see what VHS cassette and CD they had that I could not afford. Oh god, I I used to go in and look at the box sets of the Star Trek series because they released loads of different kind of compilations like all of the best Data episodes and all of the best Picard episodes and all of the best Borg episodes and they'd usually come in special packaging Mm -hmm. like um, the Data one came in a box which had a a silver Data face (laughs) in 3D on it and it was terrifying. A silver Data face, that's right. That's the one thing that kept kids in their 90s awake. You try and sleep and then your VHS Data face would just be watching you as you sleep. Yeah, um, and the Borg one actually, the Borg box set um, actually came with sound effects and lights. Uh, so even back in the nineties, kind of pre- they were finding ways to milk us sad little nerds dry. Oh God, they were, weren't they? Especially because Star Trek in the nineties was so very, very niche. Mm. Still, I think it, I think it still was. Um, in fact, that that kind of ties in a little bit to what today's episode is on. And today's episode is on. Uh, our, our school days. Uh, Des, do you remember your school days? Sadly, yes. Uh... And <laughs> I, I kind of just want to start with a brief anecdote um, okay. that ties in, connects in with the Star Trek comment I All made. Right. Um, like most geeks and nerds, I was bullied quite profusely at school. What? That is and... so unheard of. We are so popular now. Yeah, we are now. It's like fucking <laughs> How dare you be geeky and popular? Im- How dare you wear a Captain Marvel or a Captain America t-shirt and not have several lines of shit beaten out of you? And so I remember it was it was quite common knowledge that I was a, a geek mm-hmm. and I loved Star Trek. Yep. And I remember one day one of my bullies kind of corners me in the in the corridor. I'm thinking, oh shit, I'm gonna get a smack. I'm gonna get ridiculed or something. He he comes up to me. He says, "Oi, you I'm like yes." You like Star Trek, don't you? Like, yes. You like Voyager, don't you? Yes. 
I hear you've been buying the VHS videos of the latest series. Is that true? Like, yes, I have. Then he kind of looks around from side to side, makes sure no one's looking. And he leans in quietly and goes, can I borrow them? <laughs> you see, people just don't understand it. That sometimes it's our differences that bring us together. You know, it's it's if anything, if if anything, that story would have been better if he just looked around, and then he just leaned in close and just goes, "There are four lights," just to see your reaction. I mean, if he'd have done that, I'd have looked at him confusingly because that's a next generation reference, and it's like, dude, I know you're trying, but uh, you may be a bully, but get your geek credentials right. I mean, that's that's not Voyager. I you mean, would have attacked you know, him. Yeah, I would have attacked him. He should, you know, if he was going to lean in and say anything quoting the show, it could have been something like, "There's coffee in that nebula," you know that 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 would have been a bit more Voyager esque, um, or yeah, okay. you know something else that's very something else like Janeway's famous for. I don't know. Um, let's murder Tuvix, you know that type of thing. He he could have pulled out a chair from nowhere and done the Riker sit down. Oh, the Riker <laughs> sit down. You you know that's because um, Jonathan Frakes had some sort of injury it's, it's why he was always leaning on things if you watch next generation you find that he's like his legs up on something and he's leaning on it it's like it's why Riker always looks like he's trying to mount things which is a very Riker thing so it fits the character perfectly it, it does it, 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 fits, it, it fits the character and if anything it's created one of the best minute and a half YouTube videos that I have ever seen of yeah, him constantly it, just sitting really... down and then getting back up again yeah, it's it's great, and I, I kind of want to see him do it with like a high-backed chair. Oh god, yeah, as he has to mount and leap at the same time, like a drunk woman trying to do a handstand over one of those bollards outside of a pub. Oh yes, <laughs> yes, the Rikerman. The right. <laughs> we're we're getting off topic here. Uh... We are. We are. Today's topic is uh, school life. School so days. School days. Um. Obviously, we, we both had very different school upbringings mm-hmm. because we were in different countries. Yes. Um, and so I imagine there were some differences because when I moved up to Scotland, I, although I wasn't at school, it became very obvious that the school system was different mm-hmm. and the way it was graded was different and the years and all that was different. So so for me in, in England, it went year one through six at primary school and... Uh, then year seven through 11 at secondary school. Um, in, in primary school, we actually, each of the two years, so year one and two, three and four, five and six, had their own rooms. So right. I think the youngest were in the green room and then you move up to the orange room and then you got into the gold room once you were once you were old enough. And once you were old enough as well, you were allowed to sit on the benches in assembly. Ooh, you see, that that's the tier system right there. Schools are really good for putting into a tier system. You know, Making sure that you know what pigeonhole you are in, and you will stay there until the end of time. Um, yeah, my my school days were more or less the uh, the same. Primary schools were P one to P seven, and then secondary school. I think it went from like year eight to year twelves. I think it was. It's been so long ago that I honestly can't remember the year system on that. Uh, we we were more or less the same when it comes to like the the assemblies as well the year one uh, the p1s they're at the bottom uh, right at the front so they are tiny so everybody else can see and then it kind of like ranked up from there so you can see stuff um did your school have this weird thing of having like an assembly every day so that the print could come out and do the same tired joke material over and over and over for seven years 
yes, Mr. Hanratty, <laughs> um, who sounds like a cartoon character. Mr. Hanratty would come out every single morning, and at 9 a.m. we would have our school assembly, and the, 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 the lower-level students would be sat on the floor on this dusty dusty floor and then the the better students would be sat on the benches once you reached the age where you were considered better um (laughs) and because this was an english school um we would start the day with an act of collective worship uh it was usually a case of uh hold hands and we're going to pray that is still a legal requirement in england um that you know not you don't kind of have to schools don't have to specifically make it christian but the rule is English schools have to have daily collective worship with a Christian emphasis. A lot of schools now kind of avoid that or they have a moment's silence. But I mean, certainly in the 80s and early 90s, that was still very, very common. And we'd start every day with a prayer to the Christian God. Okay, uh... And my wife, my wife, who is from a Catholic background and is from America, which we know is deeply religious, those of you who are watching the YouTube video will be able to see her reaction. Um, those of you who are listening on the podcast, Teresa, what is your reaction? Oh my god, we don't even do that in Catholic school. <laughs> we don't even do that in <laughs> an Irish school, schools. Ash. You are more Irish than a freaking Irish school. <laughs> and the whole thing of Irish people is is that we drink and we pray. That's the only two things that most Irish people do. That. That's very Catholic as well. What drinking? Church wine. <laughs> oh, church wine, man. Yeah, only very only the special got the church wine uh, when I grew up. You you wouldn't get no. You can't have enough wine for an Irish parish to get some during a Sunday service. You would run out of all of the wine. There would be no wine left on the face of the planet if you even attempted to try that. Um. So, what did you do in your assemblies then, if you didn't pray? Uh, we all got together, uh, and our prin- my principal at the time was uh, Master Tierney. That was his name. A lovely, lovely man. Yeah, He wanted to be known as Mr., but I would call him Master Tierney because I am... I Hell, even if I go back home and I see him, I still refer to him as Master Tierney because that's how much respect I had for that man. Uh, and he would kind of inform us of what was happening in the day and how everybody's doing, but he would always start the day with the same joke, which was, I remember when I was a little girl, pause for laughter from the P1 to 3s. It's a simple joke that would not fly in 2021, but it always got the youngsters to give a little chuckle. And I, I don't remember ever praying, but then again... Uh, when you got to, I think it was like P5 or P6, you would go off to be altar boys throughout the day if there was a service or a funeral on. Okay, so that, that's a bit more extreme. Like, Okay, the daily collective worship with a Christian bent is a bit weird, um, but we never had to go and be altar well, boys. Well, we, yeah, but being an altar server means you get out of class. Exactly, and if... No to that. Like, that's the yeah, reason we do it. We would get, get out, out of class, class. We would wear... Um, I don't know the colour scheme from around the country, but we would wear white and red robes. Um, and mostly during Easter times, we would go off and, and do stuff. Um, there was this one time where uh, I had to go off and be altar boy during Easter. And afterwards, the priest, who I can't remember his name, as a little thank you, gave us each a pound. 
little pound coin. That's all it was. And I thought it was nice. That was sweet. It's a lot of money in the 80s. Yeah, back in the 90s, this was a lot of money. And I'm going to tell you how much I squandered this. Uh, on the way from where the, the chapel uh, was to the school, you have to pass by the post office. Because, you know, small village, you need a post office. Mm-hmm. And on our way there, we thought we'd dip in. Excuse me. We would nip into the post office. And we would treat ourselves because we're heading back to school. We don't want to be at school. So we would treat ourselves. And I walked as confidently up to the counter. I slapped my pound down and I went, I want as much as this would give me of the penny sweets. More specifically, the everlasting gobstoppers. And I have never seen somebody behind the counter get so pissed off when they had to count out 100 Little packets of everlasting gobstoppers and stick them into a bag. And on the way back, my bag busted and oh I lost 50% of what was in oh my bag. God. <laughs> I remember when we had our, our penny sweets. I remember one time I went in, I, I really like blackjacks. Um, you're oh. either a fruit salad fan or a blackjack fan. I prefer blackjack. I'm a fruit salad man through and through, cannot stand the blackjacks. That's that's fine. Being wrong is acceptable. And, <laughs> and I remember going in and going, there's no way they're going to count out all hundred of them. So when I was shoveling them into my bag, I kind of added like an extra 15 or something like that. <gasps> and I went up to the counter really confident that they weren't going to count it out. And they did. And I'm, I'm sad stood there going, oh, I, I, I must have miscounted. I'm sorry. <laughs> How old were you at the time, Ash? Um, so this would have been when I was living on Wicklow Drive in Leicester. So I would have been somewhere between mm-hmm. 11 and 16. So do probably you Probably at the lower end. Yeah. Do you think that you would have gotten away with the whole, <laughs> I'm sorry, I miscounted when you were in 11 and the school education system has failed you in learning how to basically count? Yes, because most of the lessons I remember about maths are drawing on graph paper. Um, in fact, most what, so these are the less things I remember from my primary school. Okay. Um, I remember the the assemblies. I remember whenever we went mm-hmm. to lunch, we had to wash our hands and we'd have to queue up after we'd wash our hands to get into the dinner hall yep. and show our hands to a dinner lady on duty to make sure we had washed them properly. And then mm. we'd have to stand around our tables and oh god, we'd pray again. <laughs> <laughs> the double prayer yeah you have to pray to the god before you eat or else the food will taste like sawdust and ash yeah and we'd pray again um so that's kind of like our lunch times and um what else did, and i remember when i was in the green room which is the lower level this is weird so this is kind of like uh, i was made to stand up in front of class and bear in mind i was about five or six and this other girl who i was friends with um who the teacher obviously knew i was friends with uh-huh. got she got us both to stand up in front of the entire class made us hold hands oh, and God. then made me sing daisy daisy give me your answer do and at the end kiss her hand what? teacher made me do that yeah the I know. actual i can't be the only one that instantly thought that when you started singing daisy the first thought that popped into my head is you're doing an impression of Hal from 2001, A Space Odyssey? What type of weird, messed up teacher makes somebody do that? The one I had. 
Was this a female or male teacher? He was a female teacher. Mrs. Do you want Miss Smith? I was literally going to ask if you wanted to name and shame Mrs. Smith. <laughs> Miss Smith. She's probably. She... Yeah, she's probably dead by now, so it's fine. Well, there you see, I can't make fun of a dead person now. That makes me look so much like a dick. I mean, nah, I want to. <laughs> I want it, but I can't. I want to, but I can't. I mean, she she might be dead. She may well still be alive. I mean, when you're younger and you look at an older person, you think that they're really, really, really old when she actually might have been like 20-something. <laughs> so she could still be alive and still relatively young and sprightly. I mean, and still I, a bit I, weird. I can't, I can't follow up on that. I've got nothing that I can say that i mean my whole thing of being in school was try and be funny to survive so i got nicknamed to the class clown on one of my reports and i was proud of that fact i was very proud of that fact yeah uh i think my thing because everybody has a thing when when they're in school you've got like the sporty kid or the rich kid uh nearly every school had a snotty kid I don't know if you had a snotty... If, oh, yeah. if you're listening to this and you can't remember who the snotty kid was, it was you. You were the snotty kid, just nobody had the heart to tell you. Um, I My thing was I was the funny kid. And I mostly survived... Uh, oh my God, this makes me sound so Charlie Chaplin, but I'm going with it anyway. Um, song and dance routines. That's how I survived. One of the things growing up in, um, going through primary school was that I would sing the Bare Necessities from the from the Jungle Book a lot because I watched that film constantly. That's impressive. You know? That's impressive. Because when I used to recreate Marty McFly's Johnny B. Good with all the moves and stuff, I just got bullied mercilessly for it. Yeah, I mean, Sorry, uh, yeah. obviously, uh, you, ha- you have to pick the material. Impressive. That that's what it is, you know. It may about yeah. may not have been Johnny B. Good, but if you start singing Disney, you can't go wrong with Disney during the late eighties, early nineties. I mean, you can go wrong with Disney now, but you know, oh god, we're gonna get flagged up for Disney by this. Um, Do no, no, no. I love the House of Mouse. The House of Mouse is great. They are our Lord, Masters, and Saviors. They own Marvel and Star Wars. They can do no wrong. Anyway, there's gonna get to a stage where they own everything. Like everything yeah, is House that, of Mouse. That is true. Everything but I mean, is Disney. It, it, it's went for me. It, it was mostly Disney that helped me, because uh, during primary school it was bare necessities, and then during secondary school, and for the love of me, I still don't know why it was quoting lines from the first Toy Story movie, where I would play every single Impressive. character, and do maneuvers and and Impressive. moves and everything. And I I actually thought I was pretty damn good. Saved my ass getting beaten up quite a few times. Let me tell you, sir. So if there's any kids out there, find something that's popular, and milk it for all that it's worth. Or or, or as people See, now know, it, that. TikTok. <laughs> yeah. See, I tried doing that. I used to do a Velociraptor <laughs> in Jurassic Park again. Bullied, bullied mercilessly. Uh, do you still know how to do your uh, Velociraptor impression? Oh God, people! If you can get onto YouTube, you need to see this because that is both impressive and crap all at the same time. Ash, I'm not gonna lie to you. If I was there, I'd beat the crap out of you right now for that one, because that's not a Velociraptor. That's a really angry T-Rex you did. It. I. No, because I wasn't as tall as a T-Rex. Yeah, but I meant like the little arms. So it's... You, for people, uh, just put your. Raptors they, have they got do, little arms but as that's well. not the defining feature of a of a raptor. 
you know, if people, if you're listening to this, I want you to just put your arms in, bend your elbows out, and put both fingers out, like you're doing the bunny quotation marks, but more flat to the ground. And that is what Ash did for his Velociraptor arms. And I want you all to comment on how stupid that is for a Velociraptor. The whole thing of a Velociraptor is all you basically need is a bush and just shake it. And then just poke your head out and hiss. And then get one of your friends to just go, clever girl. And then that's it. That's all you need for a Velociraptor. Well, I didn't have a bush. <laughs> all right? we, I was, my school was very concrete. <laughs> It was very... Did you Did you have, at your school... This was secondary school now. Did you have... Oh, no, no, we did them at, have them mm-hmm. at primary school as well. Mobiles. They were called mobiles. Um, and they were mm-hmm. basically... Um, I guess... I, how would you describe them? Kind of pop-up... There, 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 was, there was many... Rooms that would be yeah, on... Was... That you could kind of drive around, connect yeah. to, in like, like a trailer... A building that was made out of really flimsy material at school to create extra classrooms because of the size of the school classes. And it would be like, they were called mobiles. Um... To answer your question, in primary school, we had the mobiles. Mm-hmm. Yes, the, 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 the big, they kind of looked like the offices that you'd see on a construction site. Yes. We, we had them. Yeah, we, P6 and P7, we had them... Uh, out in like the playground area mm-hmm. on like the lawn that's where we would go for them and they were always cold oh, God. always goddamn cold so cold um so yeah we had we had those and uh they sucked mm-hmm. uh which clearly goes to show that uh the school that i grew up in was not prepared for the massive influx of children and could oh, no. not maintain anything so they had to put in extra buildings that i think to this day are still there yeah, probably. Yeah. Actually, I, yeah. I, my my secondary school now has been torn down. Um, but it was oh. a, it was a huge, huge space because it was actually a girls' school and a boys' school that was merged at some point. So there was two mm. schools like next to each other that they kind of just bought in. Um, and we had huge fields there, and which was you know was great for when they did sports day. If you liked sports day, um, <laughs> I, I we're not sporty people. We are not. I think I. I was kind of good with the javelin, but I would not. I would not trust myself. I'm sorry. With they, a javelin now. What they yeah. like in a, so in New York State, you're not allowed to hold a javelin until you're in college. Like they do not let you throw the javelin. I think at I, all. I think I was until twelve. You were eighteen. I think I was twelve, and they're just kind of like, yeah, here you go. He's a big fucking sharp like, stick. They tried to let people do weight throw in New York State, and. It led to a referee dying, so they don't trust people to do javelins. If it I... makes you feel any better, Teresa, we, we didn't have that back home. You know, we, we, we didn't have the whole javelin thing. Uh, I think the most sports we had was running or Gaelic. Gaelic, Gaelic football for the boys <laughs> or okay. netball the for language. the girls. Like... I thought you meant the language. Yeah. And I was no, well, you could learn that in secondary school, but no, for growing up, you had Irish football or Gaelic football okay. uh, for the boys, or netball for the girls, which is yes. basically basketball without the running. Yeah, we also what was it? Yeah, we had girls' sports and boys' sports as well. It's like you know, you, you could <laughs> you could do either if you wanted, but um, the girls were not usually allowed to do the boys' sports, but the boys. Could. What what, what are the you? Girls. I wasn't allowed to play with the girls in high school. 
You're not allowed to play with the girls in every sense of the term. You cannot play with the girls. No, no, no. I I made too many of them cry in gym class. So I made me play against the boys. Wow. (laughs) I I remember that we had the choice of tennis or badminton. Girls obviously play badminton. Oh my god. We've already discussed that I had to pray at least twice a day. I know, and that's more Irish than where I grew up. For God's sake! All right, so what? What did you choose to do? Um, badminton. Of course you did. Um, and, and also, <laughs> girls could also I could do hockey as well instead of football. So I would do hockey because football's stupid. Yep. Um, and that much we still haven't grown out. No, uh, but it's like. I guess that kind of ties into break times as well. Like we would have a like a twenty minute break in the morning and then a, a, an hour for lunch. Yep. What was your tuck shop like? For those who don't know what a tuck shop is, a tuck shop is basically a little takeaway cafe that pops up in the in the dining hall where you can just go and get little snacks during your during your break time. Yep. Didn't have a tuck shop. Did you not? No tuck shop. No. 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 Wow. No. Uh, you could either bring in... I can't remember much for... I think first break was just burn off all the pent-up energy for being in, in a classroom. So just go run and do crap like that. Uh, there was no tuck shop. You had uh, two options. You could either get the free dinners that was at the school. Or you could bring in your own lunch. Have that. And then you have more time to play. Uh, mm-hmm. I had I had the free dinners. And they were usually very nice. Uh, they introduced me to the majesty that was three slices of banana, three bits of banana, and a fuck ton of custard. That was oh, a dessert back then. That was a dessert. That was a and dessert. Yes. Do you do you did you ever get the kind of the iced buns, which were just basically a bread roll with a little bit of icing smeared on them? Oh dear God, did I get those bad boys they with were a little good. little bottle of milk? To, yes. to wash out all the moisture that would leave your mouth by trying to bite into this concrete slab of a bun. I th- I think we were among the last age group. I'm not even going to say generation because those who were younger than us coming mm-hmm. up wouldn't have got this. But we were part, I think, of the last age group that got free school milks mm-hmm. because that, that stopped. Yep. I know. Um, That's a great shame. When, when I was going for a tuck shop, I would always have the same thing, a really healthy chipped cob with a turkey burger for those who don't know what a cob is a cob is also known as a roll a bap a bun um a bread cake uh but in the midlands it's it's a cob um and i will always have a chipped cob with a turkey burger stuck in there um because you know we we had none of this crazy modern new age bullshit of you will have a (laughs) salad and like it no we had man food (laughs) If it, well, we didn't have a tuck shop in primary school. In secondary school, we had uh, the dinners, which you had to pay for. Uh, but they were always ridiculously cheap, but were kids and were skint, so we couldn't afford anything. Uh, and my dinners were more or less exactly the same as well. Uh, six chicken nuggies uh, mm-hmm. with a bag of bikers. I don't know if you get them. Uh, they're like tato, uh, crisp, spicy crisps in, like this, in the shape of a wheel of a bike. Uh, so they were called bikers. Oh, okay. Yeah. And a bottle of juice. And me being the skint, foolish, stupid boy that I was, on my way to the queue, I would slip the bag of crisps into my blazer pocket and not pay for them. And I did that for three years. 
that is worse than my attempt to steal 15 blackjacks by miscounting. Yeah, I mean, you you didn't get away with that. Three yeah. years I did that. I owe that school. I mean, the bike was only 10p. So I wasn't exactly, you know, a master sleuthing criminal, but I owe that school at least £15. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, <laughs> you are the reason why Irish schools have collapsed. I assume they're yeah, collapsed. Th- All schools have th- collapsed. All schools have yeah. gone downhill since we were kids because we were the best generation. <laughs> th- thank you, Ash, for printing that all on me. Thank you for yes. that. I, I appreciate that. What was your favourite or best subject in both secondary school and primary school? So primary school, I don't really remember very much um, because I was young and I, I don't remember much of it at all. And, and kind of at primary school, you didn't really have as solidified lessons, especially in the earlier part. Um, mm-hmm. But in second, secondary, I really enjoyed drama. Um, I really enjoyed drama, but I didn't do it for GCSE. I didn't carry it on because mm-hmm. I kind of, I don't know, I didn't really fully understand how broad of a topic drama was, and I thought, well, it's, you know, I'm not going to get much out of it, um, mm-hmm. I say, as a professional stage entertainer. <laughs> um, and so I, for some reason, I really enjoyed geography, and I took that at GCSE. I, I also enjoyed history, but I didn't take that to GCSE level. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think, um, did we have to do it at GCSE? I don't remember. But I, I did kind of enjoy geography, and I remember we got kind of, field trips out of it which was quite nice um Mm -hmm. and i enjoyed that and i mean to this day i still know that certain clouds are called um the cumulonimbus couldn't tell you what it looks like or what it does but i i know the name cumulonimbus now and it's completely useless but geography i i kind of really enjoyed um so for your american listeners can you explain what geography is because Mm -hmm. we don't have any class that's similar how the fuck would you just explain geography it's it's basically a study it's a study of it's not Lots. quite earth, yeah it's not quite earth science um not quite earth science but it's in that sort of region it's it's looking at um the lay of the land and the the, the cloud system and so you, you'd learn about maps and you'd learn about putting yeah. together maps and kind of how things are laid out and it's to be honest, it's actually a really difficult thing to explain, isn't it? It is. What geography it is. is. It, geography is essentially when you look at a map and you can tell that the bumpy bits are mountains and the blue bits are water. That's what geography is, but stretched out over a good few years where you don't actually learn anything. You, you, hey, you I pick... learned the name of a cloud. <laughs> and what is a cumulonimbus cloud, Ash? It's kind of a floaty cloud with like cloudness. And that is the English education system <laughs> right there. I mean, I, I, I can top that. My two yep. favourite subjects growing up was science and Irish dancing. Oh, God. Yeah, I forgot science was a subject. <laughs> yeah. You forgot about science. The thing that's helping us during a pandemic. You forgot about science. I like physics because we made twirly birds. Okay, but I don't. Oh, okay. I don't know how to respond to that. Um, I mean, oh, on one, I, I was... on one, t- one time, um, one of our teachers accidentally exploded something, which was cool. Did he? Did he or she fill a balloon with like a gas and then put a flame to it and did the whole weird uh, color uh, flame thing? Yes. 
Yeah, I don't think we did that because I grew up in Ireland during the 90s when the IRA <laughs> was about the place. So if anything, trying to teach an Irish person to make weird uh, flames might actually have been educating uh, a terrorist organisation. So we didn't get that. Instead, we tore newspapers to find out how the fabric of a newspaper works. Oh, wow. No, it wasn't wow, Ash. We destroyed several million <laughs> newspapers just to find out that certain threads go in a different way. Yeah, that that was a. I mean, that's how paper. It works. is, yeah. But we had to learn that. And if anything, I'm actually surprised that you glossed over the Irish <laughs> dancing. I mean, I just I, there's we had prayer, prayer in our school. All right, so we worshipped. Do, do we we worshipped the Lord of the Dance himself, Michael. Fletcher. Oh yes. Although I believe back then he was called Seamus O'Shaughnessy. Uh, he wasn't. I just. I had a mini stroke there. Um, <laughs> it's actually, yeah, I, I did I did Irish dancing, and you know what? I was bloody good at it. I loved me some Irish dancing. I could tip tap away to the the flutes and the and the borons and all of that good uh, hoity toityness. I was friggin' amazing at it. We didn't have dance. We did have singing once a week. We just kind of all get together in a room and just kind of sing just songs that I just put up on the overhead projector. Remember the overhead projector? Oh my God, I love a good overhead projector. These big beasts that you just put a bit of acetate on with drawings and images on it, just project it on. um, And we just sing songs. um, And I just, I remember some, one thing I remember about the music room Mm-hmm. Is not only did we do that, but the, it was the only other big memory I have of the music room is when we kind of had. It wasn't quite sex ed, um, but I remember one time. This was this was primary school, and I remember. I just remember one time. I don't remember what we got taught, but I remember all the boys and the girls got separated, and the boys went in the music room to sing, and I think we just sang because the girls were in the other room being taught how to use pads and tampons. Well, probably just pads, to be absolutely honest. Um, but I, I do remember just kind of, oh, they're in there learning how to put pads on. What are pads? Why do they need pads? And I kind of assumed it was because girls pissed themselves. <laughs> if if it makes you feel any better, Ash, uh, for years until I was taught otherwise, and I can't believe I'm going to say this, for years when I watched a tampon advert and they did that weird thing of pouring the blue liquid onto the pad, mm-hmm. yeah, I actually thought that blue liquid, that was what a period was. See, this is the problem with sex education. Yeah, we, it's, yeah. it's not much education. How the hell did we get wives? not much sex. <laughs> How did we survive long enough to get wives? What happened? I mean, they're, they're both foreign, so <laughs> clearly they have a better education than we do. <laughs> what did you think that men have? All right, okay, so this is nothing to do with school, but my wife is just... Up until very alarmingly recently... I thought men had uteruses because I thought they were part of the bladder system and I kind of just thought men had a uterus and Des, you're, you're, you're looking like this is news to you. Uh, uh, yeah, I should have just kept that face just to make it look like the lion frozen. Um, I don't know how to process that, that information. I learned that out very quickly, thankfully, through Monty Python. Because there's that one line in Life of Brian. Eric Idle's character wants to be a woman called Vanessa because he wants to have children, to which John Cleese says, where's he going to keep the uterus? 
Well, it's like, where's he going to keep the baby? Is he going to let it gestate in a box? Which means that men don't have the thing for the thing. I, I thought yeah. that I thought the line was, um, "You can't be a woman; you don't have a womb." I think was that not the line, which you know, is deeply problematic for many, many reasons. But um, yeah, I'm that's sure a, that's I, a I fair was, point. Yeah, um, um, I thought it was womb, but yeah, no, I <laughs> um, there's no womb for misunderstanding here. But uh, oh dear God, it's you, uterus, you not uterine. Danced your um, way out of that one, didn't you? <laughs> Well, just dodging bullets I... left, right, and center, you, aren't you? Did you have sex ed at school? What was your sex ed like? Because I remember, other than that weird pad tampon thing, the only other thing I remember is one lesson in secondary school where they showed us condoms, and that was it. And also in a science lesson, a, a student asked the science teacher, what are condoms for? And the science teacher said, I can't tell you that. Yeah. That is kind of... Yeah, yeah, sex education is not exactly high in the curriculum, especially seeing as how one of the classes I took was uh, religious education, and they don't like to mix those two up. Uh, I'm trying. I don't think I or did I get a sex education? I don't think I got a full one. I think what I got was uh, a teach i have random memories of this of a teacher showing us how to put a condom onto a banana and the other thing was watching a weird cartoon that said that hair would grow in weird places and you'd become extra sweaty and that's about it i was left to my own devices after that and kids i want you to understand that this was back before the internet and before google and this isn't exactly something that you would rush to a parent to ask so you were literally left to your own devices. We are talking about the same educational system that for years growing up, my father and my brother were smokers. And because they're smokers, they would cough and phlegm a lot. So uh, I thought that when you got older, your body just produces more phlegm and that you have to excrete it from your body. That was just a thing that happened. I'm actually surprised we're actually as adjusted to society as we are given... Yeah, I mean, our education was shite. Eighties and I mean, eight, well, yeah, but also eighties and nineties was a very, very different time as well. I mean, in, certainly in in mainland Britain, <laughs> um, Section Twenty Eight was still in place. So, like, we wouldn't like we got really, really bad sex education. That was basically just straight sex education, but really bad. And um, because of Section Twenty Eight, they couldn't teach anything wider. Which is why I think it took me a number of years to realise I was bisexual because I never got that education at school. Yeah. Because it was it was something that they just completely glossed over. And obviously now there's things that have changed with that. But mm-hmm. I, I would like to think that sex education in school has become a lot more um, important and a lot more focused on, on actually giving people the right tools and information. Um, I don't know, those of you who are maybe involved in the school system now, what's it like right yeah. now? Um, do you just have the boys and the girls split up and the girls wander around with sanitary pads to try on um which now that i think about it is is up there this was the same school where the teacher made me sing a love song and then kiss the hand of a fellow student so you know within the context of that school my primary school was fucked wasn't it a little bit ash and that's coming from me i mean people who have met me know how i'm not even gonna finish that sentence um i i'm I'm gonna i'm gonna stop this one here but but before we wrap this up I want you to tell me that one definitive... Because you opened this up with a great story about your bully. I want you to end this. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to do the same. I'm going to put forward a confession. 
for everybody here. But in order for us to get there, Ash, what is the one defining memory that you have of school? It could be something positive, something negative. It could be anything you want. But when you think of school, what is the one story or memory that you have? I have maybe... Oh god, it's difficult to narrow it down to mm. one because there's like two or three that are kind of vying for central position. I mean, there was something I didn't get a chance to mention earlier on, which was at lunchtime we'd also have an ice cream van <laughs> in the school playground, so we'd be going buy sweets and ice creams. Okay. Um, I remember that one time we didn't want to do sports day, so a group of us went to play on the park, and then we just turned around. And there's a copper just staring at us, going, "What are you doing?" So, oh. um, well, um, the, the most defining memory I think I have of school is probably from what was it called it was cdt design to computer i don't know some md something to do with mm-hmm. design um uh, not necessarily computers because although we did cover we didn't get a chance to cover early it lessons did we oh but, dear uh, that's God, for no. another time that's, I, think. I think that's for another I think our can... introduction to technology that's yeah. going to be another one <laughs> yes but i i think for me the one thing i really remember mm-hmm. is making in woodwork a small grandfather clock which didn't work because i didn't make the body of it wide enough for the pendulum to actually tick and so it just went and just stopped you know what that's actually a really sweet memory that's 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 really nice um it just makes your school even more upper class you know you know <laughs> today children we're going to make a grandfather clock you know like we could make <laughs> like Yogi we could make is. whatever we wanted i just ch- we could make whatever we wanted i chose a grandfather clock i think everyone else made stuff that's actually useful and practical and not like snobbish <laughs> um you know probably like shanks, shanks. Or like, kind of the, like kind of the that a lot yeah my <sighs> it's some interesting people yeah yeah i think whenever people what what are you? What well, is I think, your well, first of all, I think when people look back at my school, uh, they probably look back at me and just goes, wow, there was a weird boy in our school. And look at him. He's still continuing to this day. He ha- he reached his level and then he maintained it for 20 odd years. So good for him. Uh, mine is, uh, is, a, is a horrible, horrible confession, but I did say that I was going to say it. So here we go. <clears throat> in the... Mid in Go the mid nineties, uh, a very popular film was released, uh, Independence Day. I think a few people may have remembered it. That was a big movie at the time, and I got the VHS of Independence Day. In that, in that, I don't know if people remember it. In that blue, uh, uh, VHS box, and it had that lith- uh, uh, that weird lenticular was thing it? Yes. where you could see the White House exploding. It was very popular. Yeah, was it? It was a cardboard box. Wasn't it, was it? it was kind of a cardboard box. Kind of thick yeah, card boxes. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. that I, I had that exact one. <laughs> there we go. Yes, another connection. So I had that, and I watched it daily. That was like one of my big films growing up. I, I adore that film, and thank God it's now on Disney Plus. <laughs> Back to the House of Mouse. Um, when I had the VHS, I promised to lend it to a friend of mine, and I'm going to name that friend because he deserves that. Shane. Uh, I promised to lend you that uh, VHS and I brought it in and I did and you had it in your bag all day and as the day went on I got more and more stressed and upset that I had given it away and I wouldn't be able to watch it so the confession is this 
Oh God, I'm so sorry, Shane. On the way home from school, we were on the bus and you sat in front of me. As we got closer to your house, I leant under the seat, pulled your bag close, opened it, took back the VHS copy of Independence Day and closed up the bag and slid it back. I thought, oh, it gets worse, Ash. It gets worse. Yeah. Oh, no. I took it home. I watched it. It was a very happy boy. The next day, Shane runs up to me, clearly upset, and said that he doesn't know what happened, but the tape has gone missing, and he would buy me a replacement tape. Oh, no. It gets worse. Did he actually buy one? He gave me the money for three days straight. This was like 15 (gasps) or 20 pounds back in the day. So he gave it to me in dribs and drabs, and then as soon as I had all the money... Mm. I lent him the same tape. Oh my god! I did a Ponzi scheme to one of my friends back home. And I still think about this to this day. Shane, if you're out there, Des is willing to give you the 20 quid back. Is that. Wait, that's 20 quid in 90s. That's 20 quid in 90s. That's like 120 pounds now. Um, He's married and has uh, a family. And he's doing very well for himself. And Shane, I know that there's a body of water between us. You may never hear this. But if you do, I am so goddamn sorry. <laughs> I am I am ashamed of myself. Um, yeah. Well then, um, that's, I think, all we have time <laughs> for this episode. We, um, we should have named this, we should have named this podcast Ash and Des Confess. Because we did a lot of weird stuff yes. back then. Oh, we did. Yeah, we got a lot of our ch- lot off our chests yep. in this episode, and I feel like those religious assemblies that I went to as a child. I feel. Do you feel better? Cleansed. I don't, but I'm glad I you feel do. Better. Um, okay. Uh- <laughs> I feel better because I was never that much of a cunt. Yeah, you know what? I I normally I would try and defend myself, but I I not even I could do it for that one. Yeah, no, I was a bastard back then. Okay. Yeah, but back uh, then, so uh, that was the point you were meant on... to say. No, look how you turned out now. I'm n- I'm never because <laughs> you know you'll probably like tell me you. <laughs> you asshole! You had one chance to make like, me oh, no. feel better. You didn't take it. You dick. <laughs> you dick. <laughs> yeah, thanks, you, dude. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go and cry bitterly uh, for the next I don't know hour and a half. Um. Yeah, okay. Shall we end it there? Yeah, okay. Let's. Um, this has been Ash and Des Remember. A lot of I things know. we wish we did The worst part is, is that this um, is now going onto the internet, so this will outlive us. Yeah. It will. It will, thankfully. Like Shane's great, great, great grandchildren. Shut up, man. Oh, God. I expect an email from him over the next couple of days, you bastard. <laughs> Give me back my 20 quid. Jeez. <laughs> oh, you should give him back and a copy on of it. Yeah, I'm gonna have to track down a VHS copy of it. <laughs> on VHS, yes. <laughs> oh. So that was Ash and Des Remembers. Um I've been Ash Price. I've been Des O'Gorman. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find us at the moment. Uh we currently just have a Facebook, but you can find us it's Ash Des Remember uh on Facebook or just look for Ash and Des Remember. Uh and we will see you next time where we are talking about 
which is this obviously... going to be like a running theme where you sing or hum the theme of the thing we're reviewing next? Yes. Because I want to, I want to wait to see if we can get to the episode of Schindler's List to see <laughs> if you could do a hum version of that theme. Oh, we did it. That's because Gloomy Sunday is one of my favourite pieces of music ever. So that I have a slightly unfair advantage there. Yeah, though that's that's true. No, but it still works. Okay, so we will see you. See you. You will hear us next time. Take care. Bye for now.